I'm Izzy, and my guest today is super, super, super dope. I mean, someone that literally was involved in the Pope emoji, uh, to say the least, and is working with NASCAR now, has been able and had the, I guess, really, really cool opportunity to take pictures for the NFL and the Carolina Panthers. I saw some great work about Cam Newton. Uh, so just super, super excited to have my guest on today. Krista, thanks for joining me. No, thanks for having me. I'm ex you dug up some good things about me, so I'm excited to talk a bit about it. I'm super, super excited. So for the people that don't know who you are uh, and don't know what you've done or anything like that, do you want to give a brief intro as to who you are and what you do? Sure. So my name is Krista Hasso. Um, I actually live in Charlotte, North Carolina, born and raised in Texas, um, but I've lived in Charlotte for a very long time now. Um, I have been in the sports world for a very long time. I currently work for NASCAR, as you said, um, doing social and um, social media, social media analytics and digital analytics. Um, but I'm also a freelance photographer on the side. So when I'm not working in the office, my weekends and, and nights are typically spent at games or any type of sporting event, um, or I'm shooting weddings or any other type of, um, special event requests. But I've, as you said, I've worked for the Pope. Um, in 2015, I worked for the NFL. Um, I worked for the Carolina Panthers for a season and still freelance with them, still freelance with the NFL. So I do a little bit of everything. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm uh, always pretty much at a sporting event is where you'll find me um, with a camera in my hand somewhere around. But I've, yeah, I've just, I've had a crazy journey, honestly, for the past couple of years. Sometimes it's, it's crazy to sit down and, and think of everything that I've done and, um, because you're just so used to going and going that, um, yeah, it's it's been a journey to get here, but I'm I'm glad to be at NASCAR, and um, it's it's been a fun ride for sure. There's so many ways to take this, but uh, more spe like I want to get really into one question right now that actually right. wasn't on the list of questions that I gave to you, but I swear it's a lob. Um, <laughs> so basically, like I started in sports, uh, worked for mm -hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brewers uh, up in Wisconsin, and a few minor league teams. And I know the time commitment that comes with working in sports. So when we talk, when you say like, hey, when I'm not at a sporting event or anything like that, I'm, I am freelancing for another sporting event or mm -hmm. taking pictures with clients or anything like that. How do you find the time? That's the, that's the question. <laughs> that's a, um, that's a great question. I don't know how I do it. Um, <laughs> I've had to, I didn't always used to be like a, a person that planned out everything or much less a planner in general. I had a planner, I would use it when I was in school, but when I became an adult and in college, I think that I stride away from that. And now mm -hmm. because I have so much going on that I, need a planner and everything is in my phone and and to like the times and even my friends now if we hang out they'll send a calendar invite because I'm like I need to be on the calendar or else like <laughs> I will forget like I don't there are days like yesterday I wake up and I have no idea what day it is and I have to look at my phone to remind me what I've got going on today um but it all but thankfully I I'm very blessed to have it all work out where there are some days where I even booked all day for different events but mm -hmm. um I really, really had to learn time management and how to schedule everything and, and make sure that, you know, I was giving myself a little bit room to breathe in between those because it it is very easy to get caught up in everything. And, and right. you know, all these jobs are exciting and all these events, it, it's great. But um, I had to learn how to keep myself organized and to make sure that I kept track of everything, you know, receipts, invoices, equipment, everything. Um, and so it's, 
it's very hard, but I think I've, it works for me. Um, I think personally, uh, since I was little, I've always kind of been on the go and mm -hmm. in high school and middle school and, and college, I was always doing something. So I think it's just in my nature to always be doing something and, and working or, or editing. And, you know, if I'm not at a sporting event or not working, I'm either editing the photos or trying to catch up on the rest of my life or organizing files and cleaning equipment. Um, so it's, it's, it's taken a lot, but it's, yeah. I, I still don't know how I find the time really, but um, I, I had to learn how to, to really manage it and to make sure that I kept myself organized so that way everything was, was smooth sailing. I think the craziest thing about working in sports outside of the whole time commitment and everything like that is just the access to obviously like getting to go to these games or go to these events or anything like that. Like some people look at that and like for me, I actually romanticize that part of it. And when I finally started working sports, I was like, yo, like, I don't want to work in team sports. I want to go work <laughs> for a brand or something like that. So right. like coming to that point, um, I always told myself since I was little, like, I'm going to work in sports. So were you the same? Like, or was like sports like your big goal growing up or how did that come about? So it came about two different ways. Um, I grew up a sports fan. Um, a lot of it is attributed to my grandmother and um, my late uncles and, and my dad, we just have always been in the sports. And I remember growing up, um, you know, being in an American household, we always watched football. Like I'm from Texas. So Dallas Cowboy football was on in that house every Sunday. Um, we would watch, I'm a big, huge um, San Antonio Spurs fan. I like, I grew up watching the big three. I'm huge fan. Um, my grandma, like ride or dies, San Antonio Spurs. She watches all the games. Um, so I, I grew up watching sports, and, and I, I always loved sports. And then once I moved to Charlotte um, many years ago with my family, then once I became – my dad and I became Panther fans because of Steve Smith, and I just have always loved sports. Um, I Once I got to college and I, I was trying to figure out, like, what I wanted to do, I knew that I wanted to be in marketing. Um, you know, I was really good at it in high school and, and did all those DECA competitions, and so I knew that I wanted to do something in that field. Um, and I, I got this internship um, at this um, small PR and communications company here in Charlotte. And she is a rock star client. Her name was, the woman who owned it was, her name was Kathleen Hesert. And she is a rock star of a person and um, had a really deep connections into the sports world and in the football. And um, I was hired um, for that internship for the Pope project that I did. And so it was kind of cool to simultaneously be working for the Pope, but seeing all the other, you know, clients that she had in the sports world. And so I remember sitting there and just being fascinated by it. I remember she used to have an office um, here in, in Charlotte, and I remember looking at all her memorabilia and just being so just fascinated about how, you know, typically I think when we're growing up, um, the sports world is is not something that, we know all sides of it. I think that people don't understand that with the sports world, there's so many different layers to it. There's community relations, game day staff, like retail, um, just anything that you can think of. So I just remember being so fascinated by it. And, um, you know, I, I, I remember there's a specific moment in time that I'll never forget where I was in, you know, Philadelphia for the Pope's project, and I was walking down the streets thinking, like, you know, I could do this. Like, this I can do. I can do this. 
whether that be for like a brand you said or you know the sports world like i would i would love to to be in the sports world somehow i don't i didn't know how but i knew that i was going to going to be in there somehow um and then you know one thing led to another and and made the right connections and after i graduated college i started working for the nfl on panther game days and so that's what kind of really started the domino effect of um my love of working in sports so it, it was a little bit of both. It was a little bit of, you know, growing up as a sports fan and, and being so just in love with the game and, and every type of sports, but um, also seeing the different layers of what it does take inside of sports, um, in the business world of sports. And so, so I'm so grateful for both of that um, because I think that's where I found my, my love for working in the industry because this industry is not easy. <laughs> working in the sports world, like you said, it is it is very hard and it's not meant for everyone um, a lot of people, you know, working for teams is hard. Working for a league is hard. Working for a player is hard. It, it all of it is very hard. Um, but it is, if you do it right and you come into it right, um, it it does, you know, it is it is worth it for sure. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. So you mentioned your dad and just like obviously your whole family being like super into sports. So I'm super interested to hear your answer to this one. So. Being from a Latin background, a lot of us like don't really have like growing up don't really have like super creative uh, family members or anything like that because we've been just so like I guess in the back of our heads told like hey we need to go in go get as much money as you can pay the bills and just yeah. go back home spend time with family. Were your parents? And like family overall, like what was when you said, you know what, I want to get into sports and I think I'm going to be in marketing. And then all of a sudden, like photography came about and everything like that. Were they super supportive of that or were they wary of the the whole like, well, that's not a guaranteed paycheck type of thing? They were very supportive from the very beginning. Um, it's I'm my one of my uncles um, it was a photographer. Um, so he had his his photography business. So. They understood that, but they under, also understood the difficulties that comes with being, you know, a photographer that works for yourself, um, yeah. you know, that it's not like a nine-to-five job where you have a steady paycheck. So initially, for sure, they were very, very supportive. But, you know, after supportive, you know, they always just, you know, express their concerns because they love you. They they really yeah. do, and they want the best for you. And, you know, they were just worried. They were like, you know, it's it's a lot of hours. You know, it's 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 not always like a guaranteed gig, like things happen. And, and of course you've then you've got things like when the pandemic hit that, of course they, everyone's worried until everyone took a hit. So they were, they, my family's always been very supportive. Um, and they were very confused. I think a little, not confused, but it, it was just something that's so new to them. Um, mm -hmm. for what, especially people in my family, like we've, we've being able to have these opportunities is not something that I would find in, in my hometown. Um, right. so when I would tell them this, they were, I mean, they were so excited. And even when I initially started working for the NFL, um, whenever they would play like Panther home games and, and broadcast it down in, in Texas, I would always get text messages or calls after the game and say, we're looking for you on TV. Like we were trying to find <laughs> you on TV. Um, because I think it's, it's, it's so cool for them to see somebody from, you know, our background of, you know, not being able to have like our grandparents and my parents never really had these opportunities like this. Right. So I think that you know they were they were so happy to see this and and were extremely supportive. Um, but it did take a little bit of reassurance from me and and um, to say like you know this is okay like you know it does pay like you know I've, it it is 
it is a job, like, you know, it's not, like, I don't clock in and clock out necessarily and go to an office, but I was, like, you know, with with this, you know, all the games and things like that, like, I, you know, I'm I'm being taken care of, like, it's okay, like, it's, I, I'm one after the other, like, jobs will start coming, you know, things will be in right. a domino effect, and so they, they understood that, um, but it was definitely something that was foreign to them, um, because, yeah. like you said, we were just so used to, you know, you, you get a job at, at, you know, in, in banking, and, or you go and do, like, you know, the traditional jobs, um, and, and having someone like myself and my family, I think that they, they were just so surprised that, you know, an opportunity like this would, would be about, but, um, yeah, I think that answers yeah. your question. <laughs> no, that does. It's interesting. Uh, I think you and I are very much like the outliers, where, my parents were definitely supportive, just like yours, uh, definitely needed some reassuring and everything like that. But mm -hmm. uh, the more people that I've talked to on this show, uh, not just for the Hispanic Heritage Month campaign, but just like outside of it, there's a lot of people that struggle with like, I guess, like family, loved ones just saying like, yo, you're what makes you think you're going to make it? And that's why mm -hmm. I always love to ask that questions, because it's like the the ones the family members that do support, like, I feel like that, that hits home a little bit harder for those, those people. So I love that. So NASCAR, was that, <laughs> uh, that's definitely a topic I want to get into because like you mentioned, uh, the Cowboys, I'm actually going to my first Cowboy game at the end of October. Uh, that's playing, amazing. My bears are going to Dallas, so I'm going to go see them. Um, It'll probably be an ass kicking, but we'll see. It's a great uh, stadium, though, so you'll, yeah, you'll enjoy that's, it. Yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. what I'll enjoy. Um, but you mentioned the Cowboys. You mentioned the Spurs. I did not hear anything about NASCAR. Was <laughs> this uh, was this something that just like came about, or like did the family watch NASCAR and you always had your eye on that sport specifically, or how did it come about? So growing up, I actually didn't watch NASCAR at all. I actually had no idea, truthfully, what NASCAR was until I moved to North Carolina. Um, you know, in, in our household, like I said, I was watching football, basketball. I was watching Mexico soccer team. We were we would watch baseball, like the Dodgers and, and the, the Yankees. Um, so pretty much every other sport but NASCAR. Um, and it, it, I didn't really get exposed to it until we moved to North Carolina. And we in Charlotte, we actually have the NASCAR Hall of Fame, which is in our, our, our city um, in Uptown, yeah. which is attached to my office building, actually. Um, so I, a few years ago, you know, I, I had an uncle that came to visit and, and we took him to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, we it's a NASCAR's big here. It, it's you know it's big in the South and and especially in Charlotte and, and the surrounding cities. There's a lot of NASCAR legends that have come from here, like Dale Earnhardt. Um, yeah. So it's it's very much NASCAR city. And when we moved here, I was I learned a little about it and and you know they would have it on TV, but it wasn't something that we would voluntarily watch on Sunday nights because again it was just never exposed to us properly. Um, so it wasn't, so I, I knew what NASCAR was. I, I, you know, had visits to the, the racetrack around here, um, but still never watched it. And once I got to college, two of my best friends from college um, ended up working in the, in the sports industry, in the motorsports industry for a NASCAR team after we graduated. Oh, nice. Um, and so my, my one friend had kept asking my best friend and I to watch races since he was a grew up in, a huge NASCAR fan and, and, we just kept being like, oh, like we're going to watch football. We're going to do something else. And we just always avoided it. So it's it's kind of funny how now, you know, we all ended up working um, 
for like NASCAR or NASCAR team. Um, but I, other than that, like I, I hadn't watched it. I hadn't um, become really a fan up until twenty mid twenty twenty. So in the middle of the pandemic, and I remember, you know, we were all home, and obviously social media was the only thing that we could look at. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the news that NASCAR um, banned the Confederate flag, and that they had Bubba Wallace coming in, and then Michael Jordan was going to be a team owner for a race team. And I was like, "Whoa! Like this is this is this is kind of cool." I was like, "Let yeah. me." Let me see what this is about. So I, so that's truly when I, I hit follow on Twitter and Instagram and, and started following the NASCAR handle and um, just kept watch of it since then. Um, you know, and, and at the time I was working at Carolina Panthers and again, the pandemic hit and, and it really affected the sports world. Um, and so I found myself looking for a new opportunity and, and saw that NASCAR had an opening for, um, you know, an analyst for digital and social media analytics. And I read yeah. it and I was like, I could do this. Like, I, I think I could do this. And um, I was like, I, you know, I'm ready for a new challenge and, and see what's going on. So I applied and here I am today, almost two years later. And um, now I can say that I am a race fan. And now, you know, nice. I'm still learning so much about the sport. Um, it's a lot more complicated than I <laughs> originally anticipated. Um, but it's 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 very, very cool. And, you know, since then, now my dad and I watch the the – we watched the Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix, and nice. now we watch the races, um, the Formula One races on the weekends. And my now I make my family watch um, <laughs> the NASCAR races. My dad, my mom, and dad, and and, and they all enjoy it now. Um, they they enjoy any sport that I'm working in, um, not necessarily because of the sport, but because you know they like supporting me through yeah. it. Um, but it's 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 cool now. So it it was kind of a just the way the cards kind of fell. Um, and I, I'm really thankful though to, to be in NASCAR and, and it is cool to have, um, a league office. We've got NASCAR has got several league offices. Um, our main, two main ones are here in Charlotte and we've got one in Daytona. Oh, um, nice. so this one is, you know, in the middle of the city, it's attached to our hall of fame and it's, um, it's, it's just been great. So I, so Truly, and I and NASCAR knows this, and it's we joke about it now that you know I was a NASCAR fan, and I was a fan of every other sport, um, <laughs> but now here I am, and and now I'm 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 a fan of the winter sports, and it really is a lot cooler than what I originally, you know, viewed on the outside. But once I got in it, and and once I started watching the races on TV, um, it is it is quite cool. It's it's very different from a stick and ball sport, but um, I do enjoy it. That's wild. When I left the Bucks and Brewers, I was working for a minor league, minor leagues a soccer team, mm-hmm. and I hated soccer growing up. I, for whatever <laughs> reason, like my dad said, it's base like we're playing baseball. So I played right. baseball throughout uh, my life, and when it came down to it, I would always like look at a soccer game on TV and just like at the same time, there's a baseball game flipping on. I flipped that on, right. um, but once I started working for this minor league team this was an indoor soccer team. So when I started working for them, I started realizing like, yo, this is kind of cool. And then I started to learn the game and then started watching like real soccer, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. outside of indoor. And it's just crazy how much like you hate something or say you hate something or say you don't like something without actually like consuming it. Like you did with NASCAR and like how I did with soccer. So that's, that's really cool. Um, it, It was funny because when I first told my family that I, you know, my extended family that I was working for NASCAR, they were like, NASCAR? Really? <laughs> they were like, the race cars? I was like, yeah. 
And they're like, you're not going to be like, around. and I was like, no, like I'm going to be working in the league office, like, like the big league office. And I was like, it's like the NFL, but for, you know, NASCAR. Yeah. Um, so, so they were, they were surprised, but they, I mean, they've just been supportive and they were like, that's so cool. And so it's, it's, it's one of those moments where, you know, when I was meeting a lot of my other uncle's friends, um, on, on both sides of my family, they were like, oh, you're the one that like works in the sports world and works for the NFL and, and NASCAR and all stuff. And I was like, yeah. So, um, <laughs> it, it's cool to kind of be that exposure for them. Um, because especially to at NASCAR, there's a lot, when I first joined, I didn't know how diverse it was because um, I've right. you know been there and, and really seen the weeds of everything. But um, there's actually a lot of a lot of Hispanics and 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 Latinos in motorsports um, and especially in the NASCAR office. And you know we've got NASCAR has its first um, Mexican driver, Daniel Suarez, who won um, not a couple who won his first race this year, which was incredible. So it's it's really cool to see that aspect of my life um, tie in a bit of, you know, this new motorsports world that hasn't necessarily been there before. So I think that's what um, really also grew my love for, for this sport and, and for this league. And is just that, you know, it is, it's, it really isn't, it's not your typical, you know, NASCAR that was, was around when our grandparents yeah. were around or even before then. But um, it's, it's really cool to kind of have those two worlds like branch out together. I'm realizing we're 21 minutes into this episode or 20 minutes into this episode. And uh, I started this off with talking about how you worked with the Pope and people that <laughs> are listening are probably like, yo, you haven't got into that. And we're pretty far into this. So you want to get into like working on a social team for the Pope's visit in 2015? Yeah, that was, um, that was truly one of the most, I think, memorable experiences that I will ever have in my life. Um, I, Obviously, like, I grew up Catholic, um, so the Pope has been just, you know, a, a big influence in, in my family's life and in my life and just our culture. Um, and I met this woman um, through my church when I was interning at the time when I was in high school, and, um, you know, we kept in touch, and it wasn't until a few years later when I was in college when she had that as internship, and she had walked up to me and and said, I was hired by this client to do social media for the Pope's visit to the U.S., like his first visit to the U.S., and she was like, I want you, like, on my team, do you have a summer job? And I said, I'm in. <laughs> like, I, when do I start? Um, and I just remember looking at my family, and they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, I, I just got a job, like, breaking from the Pope. Um, so, essentially, I was, you know, doing the social, the Twitter um, and the Instagram for our Pope emoji, um, and all throughout the summer and, and we were kind of covering that and um, leading up to his, his, the Pope's visit to the U S. And so I spent 10 days in, in Philadelphia and I was in college at the time. So I got permission from all my professors and, you know, thankfully everyone was very supportive. They were like, that's awesome. Like go ahead and, and, and do that. Like, that's so cool. Um, so I spent 10 days on the ground in Philly acting as a, almost like a citizen journalist. Um, yeah. And the whole campaign around it was, the Pope's message about like good is still winning that even though, you know, among all the chaos and, and all the negativity that we have going on in our world, that good is still winning. And, you know, um, that was what we made our campaign around. So we created the Pope emojis and, and, um, you know, when I was on Philly, we would talk to people that were there, all kinds of people interviewing them, taking photos. So that's where I, I realized that I love photography and I really wanted to do it more than just like for my family and, you know, just doing it yeah. around as a hobby. Um, but so 
10 days in Philly, just, just covering the Pope once he, once he got to Philadelphia and, and community managing our, our social media hubs around the U.S. And we had a, a main command center that was in, um, like, a, a homeless shelter that was um, founded by this amazing nun. Um, so it was yeah. definitely quite an adventure. And, and I, I remember we were all in the office in our command center, and once we finally saw the Pope walk off the plane and land in the U.S., we all just, like, took a deep breath because it was months of preparation and months of work and, and, and just countless hours and nights of, you know, up leading up to this moment that we were like, wow, like, like this is here, like this is, this is it. Um, and, and during that time I was fortunate enough to, to be at a surprise event that the Pope, um, that the Pope uh, visited. Um, there was a site that um, he came in unannounced, and, and we knew about it, I think, minutes beforehand, and I remember calling my mom and being like, I'm going to meet him, and they were out eating dinner, and <laughs> they were just, like, crying, and she was like, I'm so excited for you, like, this is just this is just so amazing, um, and, you know, every time, in that moment, and, and every time things like this happen, she, we were always very remindful of, you know, of my family, and, and the sacrifices that, you know, they came coming to the U.S., and, Absolutely. you know, leading up to all to all these moments I think um was was really surreal so it was it was great and I you know I I remember that um I think on his flight to or from from the US or to and from Philly um a a news reporter that was on the plane with him actually showed him the pope emoji that we created and he loved them and, and made a joke about it and said that he looked better there than he did in real life um so that was that was probably one of the best experiences, not only for for personal reasons, but because that without having that opportunity, I wouldn't be here where I am today. And and you know, with my love for photography, my love for the sports world, and and marketing and things like that, um, that was just an incredible experience um, to have. And and it was it was really cool. I you know, not many people can say that they worked for the Pope. Um, and I was I just turned twenty, I think, at the time. So I. Yeah. Um, it was it was a really cool experience to be you know one of the youngest members in the room that was not looked down upon but was very well respected um, because embraced. of my age and, be, and because yeah and, and embraced for being there um, for for what I could bring to the table. Damn, that's really really cool. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, people are gonna be wondering like probably have more questions than I do uh, as to like who you are and what you do and everything that you've touched so. If people do have questions or just want to follow along the journey, where can people find you and where can people follow along in that journey? Sure. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. All my social media handles are Krista, so K-R-I-S-T-A. And then my middle name is Destiny, um, so D-E-S-T-I-N-E-E, so two E's at the end. Um, But I I primarily, that's where you'll find me. Um, You'll see either my Instagram stories or I'm tweeting pictures about where I am and and the the sporting events are just keeping up with me. That's that's where you'll find me. What makes you strange on purpose? I thought about this a lot, and I think that what <laughs> makes me strange on purpose is that I'm not someone that you can fit into a box. I've got you know mm. many different skill sets that I can do, um, and and coming from you know a Latino background and, and where my family was, you know this is not something that's typical like we've talked about. Um, yeah. I've I've kind of broken a lot of those barriers and, and broken a lot of those stereotypes. Um, and I, I, I can do a little bit of everything. You know, I've, I've got a, a tool bag of skills that I can do and, and can do it well. Um, but I also 
love to learn and I also love to to keep improving on things and I think that most people that have you know a variety of skill sets just like to stay in, in that same place and, and not really admit that they don't know everything or admit that they you know can get better um, but I think that 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 what makes me a little bit strange is on purpose is that you know I'm, I'm not I'm, I can do a little bit of everything um, and and surprise a lot of people.